Hi, I am Vian Sheikh and welcome to my episode of 14, number 14 of Secret and Sense, where I'll be discussing the cinematic arts elements in the gothic films. There has been gothic film for as long as film has existed. Gothic novel and fiction and its popularity started from the 1800 or even before that. However, the first gothic novel to be filmed was Dr. Jigel and Mr. Hyde by the sleek Polyscribe company in the 18 in 1908. It was obviously or originally taken from the strange case of Dr. Jigel and Mr. Hyde, the gothic uh, that was taken from the gothic novella by Scottish author Robert Louis Stevenson, which was first published in the 1886. However, the importance and favorable style started with the importance of the gothic stories and horror that trigger the psychological and physiological response of fear with the audience. Also because the tales of mystery and horror intended to chill the spine and cruel the blood and contain a strong element of supernatural. All that intended to create an emotional and vis- visceral response from the audience. Now how does that resonate with the audience for their taboo subjects and greedy style? Here I will tell you how. Filmmakers have sought to create new camera tricks that I will tell you about which challenges the audience perceptions. Now to those who are familiar with gothic novel, you are probably a bit familiar with gothic films. Gothic films have main principle which are Simply the internal battles between good and evil um, or the force of the nature. For example, and as I lay dying, Eddie Bundren um, and her death affects the entire family and finalizes her destiny as a mere force of nature. She later becomes nothing but an object. The object that she becomes is a force of nature. Her death brings her back to the earth where she becomes part of it. Second principle is the religious metaphor and taboo sense. In the American South, religions play a large part in the regional culture, forming its shadow on everything. It has its deep root in the slavery and the original colorization doctrines. The relationships between religions and film has been always a bit uncertain. However, in Gothic films, have tended to rely heavily on religion's theme, symbols, rituals, persons, and places, to the fact that the many of the central themes of the Gothic films or horror films overlap, overlap with the traditional religious concerns, or at least the Western religious, religious concerns, such as sins or redemption, 
life after death and the struggle between good and evil or the presence of supernatural. Furthermore, to create that gothic atmosphere in the film, gothic films have a recognizable mise-en-scene, which is a, a French term that refers to the arrangement of everything that appears in the film. Uh, or it's a visual theme or telling a story, simply. Uh, and what I mean about everything that appears in the film is the lighting, the actor, the car, props, costumes... Uh, and I'll be explaining a bit about the light, color, and the location. So lights in the film generally perform very important functions in the, in the film. It places the viewers in the space of the film and it affects their emotions. Uh, but specifically in Gothic movies, filmmakers and photographers work together closely to commonly use cast shadow to make the scenes more dramatic. For example, we see that in many scenes throughout the movie, we have always lived in the castle, but particularly in the argumentative family dinner, the action takes place in the shadow of too many Victorian candles and soft lighting that distort features. For the color, that's another principle or that's another element that shapes perception of an object. Um, in, so gothic filmmakers tend to use that combination of color and light to influence the audience mood. For example, the green color in the scene of the fire and the riot in the, uh, as we have always lived in the castle, that was like, I think the final scene, um, uh, there was mix of the color, uh, which convey the horror and desperations in the viewer mood, viewer's mood. Now for the location, the first thing that filmmakers actually deal with when exploring gothic devices for a film are the simplest one that the audience can recognize, and I mean the location or the setting. The, they choose actually the closest location, location to the original set of the novel. Usually gothic uh, filmmakers pick up the deep and, and or far south location. For example, in As I Lay Dying, the location of the novel was uh, actually set in the fictional Mississippi county of Yoknabatova. The action takes place between the Bendron's rural home in the city of Jefferson, which is about a day and a half ride away by the horse. However, in the movie, it was actually set in the Canton, uh, White Oak, and Laurent, Mississippi. So filmmakers aim to uh, look for places where there is torment, which I mean by that, uh, that could bring out bad memories for any person in general behind the scenes of the film. Uh, so they can give that uh, audience a sense of the three-dimensional reality.
In addition to the elements that we have mentioned, uh, camera movement within the shots and the angles in the gothic um, films are very important. Uh, for example, the director of um, We Have Always Lived in the Castle, Stacy Payson, uh, frequently uses a slight low or high camera angles, which I'll be discussing in, in detail uh, in a bit. Uh, but while there is like a variety of questions and interest in the cinematic technique in general, uh, filmmaker actually entertain the viewers with the gothic atmosphere, uh, the psych and the visual language of the film. Uh, camera shots and movement uh, movements, there are many of them, and they are they differ actually from uh, a film genre to another. But specifically for the film as we have left in, uh, as we, uh, sorry, we have left uh, in the castle, uh, the shots include bird eye or high angle shots, uh, which means um, the shots are used to show the figure or the objects that seems completely vulnerable or powerless by being logged, logged down, um, which that creates, you know, like excitement and suspense. Uh, we see that in the scene of uh, uh, of one of the scenes of we have lived in the castle when the when Charles uh, gets uh, feed up by uh, uh, Mary Cats and he attacks her and, and she get like uh, truck. Uh, he actually uh, tackle tackle her to the ground and puts his hand over her mouth. Uh, and that's just like one thing that leads to the excitement and suspense um, and that's what we mean by the bird eye or the high angle shot um, and in all that event uh, there's like uh, when he's when Charles Charles is about to finish his job there's the distraction which is the smell of the burning um, yeah the second one is the close-up shots uh, in this type of the genre, uh, the, they are used to see reaction of the actor or actress face. Uh, this, this is like the, the shot that shows the most emotions um, from the character. Um, it also used to capture details in, in, uh, details in an important scene. For example, if we take another scene, uh, from we have lived in the castle, uh, the scenes with uh, Const uh, Constance uh, face uh, when the villagers abu uh, abuses her uh, by pulling her her dress and tugging uh, tugging at her arms and dragging her on the ground. Um, the the other uh, shot uh, name uh, they call it low angle shots. Uh, these are very important and they are very powerful uh, uh, in a way because they can emphasize uh, just how scary or intimidating uh, violin is. Um, this could make you, uh, make you as an audience as well as an actor or actress in the film actually feel very weak. Uh, one example of that would be a scene uh, where Mary Cats actually uh, have a paranoia. Uh, when er early in the movie, she wakes up in the middle of the night with a fright and she goes out and makes noise that wakes her sister Constance. And uh, she tells her that she feels uh, their diseased father is returning. 
the other one is the zoom shot actually uh which adds the dramatic effect and creates element of suspense uh and fear as you don't know like what's going to happen next and it could also used to zoom it into something uh gory or like gorsome you know um one other uh uh use could uh, be that is uh, the that you zoom into the something into something that you wouldn't have spotted before like a supernatural being um another uh scene taken from the as we have left in the castle is mary cat spells and uh uh spells uh, scenes where she believes that running into the woods digging halls uh burying valuable silver and coins uh uh and nailing her father's belonging on the tree can protect her and her sister from harm but that's obviously not the case episode i hope we learned a bit about the themes and the cinematic art techniques in the gothic films uh incest rape uh, perversions crime insanity and death are all prominent themes with the gothic traditions uh which embodies an obsessions with the darker side uh of a human life uh also like gothic traditions precisely actually provide an important case study of thinking uh about religion's meaning and in contemporary uh culture um yet it might be possible uh to identify some of the persistent features of gothic films that help us understand more about ourselves in terms of our uh primal fears and repulsions uh, our collective unconsciousness and even our buried sides um so uh, overall all gothic horror all all gothic or even horror movies in history cannot be analyzed comprehensively uh and the cinematic techniques discussed here will not perfectly work uh in every horror movie uh the next big scary movie could not come from anywhere and might not follow these rules um but one of the beauties of the cinema is that it provide our an uh, it provides an open experimental uh, plat- platform for filmmakers to imagine design and even invent uh, new function functional tools uh to present their stories Now, finally, it's hard to say goodbye, so I'll see you next time and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Secret Ensigns. Thank you for joining me. A very best, Vienna.